All right, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. I'm getting ready to call my buddy, my old co-host, Lance Strickland, to talk about what women want. So let's get him on the phone here. Timmy Gibson, Lance, boys and girls. <laughs> Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. <laughs> you just kick right up, man. Oh, man. Dude, how you doing? Doing well, doing well, you know, just, just hanging in there. Yeah, how's oh, Michelle recovering? Yeah, I'm doing oh, good. She's doing, she's doing great, yeah. Yeah, for those that, that don't know, because I don't know if we talk, if that's ever been mentioned on the podcast, but she, uh, you and her were mountain biking, and she had a bad crash, right? She did, yeah. So she's 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 back and no no issues and good. haven't even honestly thought about it since then. So yeah, well, good. Yeah, it's good to hear your How voice. Are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, working on this Sounds wedding. Like it looks like you're kind of kind of busy. Yeah, you know, I this is the the real this is the downtime for me, but it's busy because I'm I'm marketing right now. So every day, I'm sending out about a hundred handwritten postcards. I got a new, you know, wedding flyer and all that stuff. So I'm sending it to all my, all my wedding planners, all my photographer friends, all my venues, you know? So it's just, it's a busy marketing time for me, even though I still do, you know, I'll normally do 12 to 15 weddings in a month where now I'm only doing a a few, you know, a few a month, which is just nothing for me, but. Yeah. That's probably good though, given that you got the other thing going on. Yeah. That, that was one reason why we did the. Uh, wedding in uh, scheduled for April is that's right about the time I'm getting ready to kick off. So we right after the wedding, I'll get crazy busy. And then we're going to go on a honeymoon sometime later in the summer, whenever I have a slow, slow week. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the wedding. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm really excited. Obviously I'm super excited about it, but it's, uh, it's been a great journey, man. And you've been a, you've been a big part of it. I've, you know, I don't know if you still listen to the podcast, but I, I've referenced you, Pammy and I, when we're talking, I referenced Uh you, there's two things that were critical in me getting myself right, if you will, to really be in a good, healthy, happy relationship. And one, was you. And then the other was that book, how to not die alone by Logan Uri, which, you know, was essentially her kind of saying some of the things that you and I had talked about and that you were challenging me and you with the whole, here's 10 bucks, Timmy, you know, figuratively, how would you spend that 10 bucks on, you know, looks and body and personality and this and that and the other. And, um, yeah, it just, you know, it caused me to, to really think and dig within and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and so I give I give you lots of props for. Well, I appreciate for, that. Yeah, yeah, Kino is a good What's friend. Just kind of nudging me in that direction. It was good. Given that you now you guys have been together for a while and you're, you know, you're in a serious relationship. So you know, obviously things change, and you know your mentality is just different when you come out of divorce and you kind of get emotionally stable, and then you start dating and. And, you know, you go through that whole process, but then you land with somebody, you know, sometimes your, your $10, you might spend it a little differently. Would you, how would you allocate it now? You know, the friendship connection that I have with Jessica is, is just super profound. And then also emotional maturity. 
I think those two things are hugely important. Of course, yes, I still, you know, I still like sex. I still, you know, beauty or not just beauty, but attraction, all that. Obviously the attraction is that first thing that gets you to even turn your head to consider. But, sure. Yeah. But clearly our friendship and, and our connection, just our compatibility are uh, insurmountable, but uh, the friendship and just these, yeah, there's been so many occasions. We've talked about this. You and I, there were so many occasions on, previous girlfriends or dating things that I was involved in where things would come up and they're just emotional immaturity would just raise its head. And, you know, to the point of no matter what age I was dating, you know, you guys just, or not you necessarily, but some people would tease me about dating in the twenties and thirties. And, but I dated everybody, 20, thirties, forties, fifties, you know, I was all over the map and man, if emotional immaturity didn't kind of, and this isn't a slam on women. It was just I was running into some emotional immaturity, like jealousy or just weird yeah. things that would come up that I thought, wow, is this what a relationship with you would be like? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not I don't have the energy for that. Right. So what's something like when you say that, I mean, you, do you have an example you could use from you and Jessica's relationship that, that kind of, you know, you saw early on this characteristic in her or the relationship that kind of attracted to you that you would, that made you think, you know what, this is something I would spend money on now that I have it or see it is emotional maturity. Yeah. Yes, I do. And this, this is so, and what's funny is I had just heard, I was talking to someone about their, his relationship and he, they, they broke up recently. And I said, what, what's up? And he said, Oh, he goes, you know, she just, you know, was crazy. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah, one time or just emotionally immature. And he said, one time I, I accidentally called her by my ex-wife's name. You know, it was, it was obviously totally an accident. I didn't mean to do it. It was just, you know, I'd been with this woman for many, many years. And so I was talking fast and I just said it and she just, you know, flew off at the handle and got all pissed and left and just was acting all immature. Well, bro, that same thing happened to me, um, with Jess and we were at Thanksgiving dinner with the ex and, you know, the kids and all that. And I said, I said, Hey, and I called her by my ex's name and, (laughs) and, you know, dude, I, I, and I hear, so she, you know, it, it affected her emotionally. Like, I mean, sure. it, it hurt her feelings yeah. and she kind of yeah. cried a little bit. And I, I'd literally just like, Oh my God. I said, Jessica, I'm so sorry. I, like it made me emotional. I, I felt so bad about it. And dude, mm-hmm. I, this is where she like, I already, I mean, I had already asked her to marry me by this time, but this is where it just like fully sealed the deal beyond where I was already sealed. And yeah. she through her tears. She just said, it that hurt it stung she goes i know you didn't mean it that was an accident i know that it was an accident she goes but it, you know it still just hurt that's how she right. handled it which i was like yeah. oh my god because yeah. it'd be like if we were in the kitchen together which i have a small kitchen and i turned around and and cranked someone with my elbow well if they got off and hit me upside the head and said you fucking asshole blah, blah, blah. dude it was a fucking accident i didn't mean to do it you know, it'd be one thing right. to go, oh, fuck, that really hurt, dude. You know, and laugh it off because it was an accident. 
And so when I heard this guy tell his story about this woman, I had situations like that-ish in previous relationships where they just acted so immature about something that it's, it's, it's an accident. This was not on purpose. And when right, she responded right. with such emotional maturity, you know, she admitted that it hurt. It hurt her feelings. She knew it was an accident. She knew I didn't mean it. And, and we just talked about it and we, we just talked and I thought, golly, man, I have found a treasure, uh, mm-hmm. a, of a girl that isn't going to blame me for something that was just an accident. And so, yeah, there's just things like that. And there are other things that I just can't think of right now, but things like that, where she just proved to be so emotionally mature, which makes it such a joy to be around her. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, you asked me would I come on the call and, you know, talk about, you know, some of the things that, you know, men would like to see in women. I mean, I think that, uh, well, I get two things to say. One, I mean, that I've said this many times before when you and I've talked, you know, that was some of the things that attracted me early on to Michelle was just, you know, I know my personality and, and you know, your personality and, and in those times, you know, there's going to be times when, you know, we joke around or we say something wrong or something like, you know, we, we get ourselves into a little bit over into the ditch and, and, you know, it, I've had other relationships where, you know, I was kind of taken to the woodshed on those emotionally and other times you know with michelle it was just we were able to work things through it didn't mean that it, you know she wasn't hurt or you know or, or you know it just she was able to turn toward me i guess is probably the language you know and engage with me instead of you know putting up the wall and and turning her back and moving away from me you know she was at least willing to engage and that was something that was really attractive to me because i hadn't had you know i've not had that fully like I had with her. Yeah. Yes. Um, Emotional maturity is, is, has become, I didn't realize how important it was until now I'm in a relationship. That's so with an emotionally mature person that I'm like, wow, this is really enjoyable. We don't, we don't really have any drama, (laughs) especially, especially with a long-term relationship. Yeah. I mean, cause it's like, you're going to be spending a lot of time together. There's going to be times when you rub each other a little bit raw, you know, wrong. And, Sure. And you need to have somebody that can, yeah, that works well with your personality and, and you guys can work things out well together. Yeah. Have you seen the, uh, uh, I don't know where this will go, but, but, um, have you seen the Netflix show that's on, it's called the one. I want to say I have, it's about, it's about, um, uh, I kind of likened it like that, uh, Theranos, you know, the one that the lady that did the blood thing and then oh, yes, yes. it's kind of like that in a sense, but it's, it's different, but it, it just made me think of that. It's this new technology. This course is all fictional, sure. but, but basically they, they take your DNA and they put it into a database and they can tell you by your DNA who your exact matches in life. Oh, I read the book. Oh, okay. there's a book okay. that that show is taken yeah. from called, okay. I think it's, well, I have it over on my shelf. It was a great book. Yeah. It's really interesting, you know, because I mean, it comes back to what you and I are talking about here. And that is Michelle and I talked about it a lot. I mean, it sounds like a cool idea, but there's so much more to falling in love and being in a relationship and, 
you know, I mean, there's just uh, like, I mean, I don't know how different the book was from the movie, but the movie, you know, it had like one lady, she was married to a guy and they had a good relationship, but she couldn't get it out of her head that maybe she wasn't the one, his one, you know, his right. match, they would call it. Right. And, and, you know, she went off the, the rocker kind of, you know, she found the, she ended up sending in, you know, took some of his hair, uh, you know, without him knowing it, sent it into this company. They sent back his match happened to be in the same city that they lived in. And, you know, she starts following her around and trying to be like her because she thinks I don't want to lose my husband, but I'm not his match. This other lady's his match. This other woman's his match. And, and, you know, it's like when you start to think about all the different dynamics of it, it's like falling in love in relationships. There's so many more situations that, you know, or, or variables, I should say, or nuances to the relationship that create that make you fall in love with somebody. Yeah. Than even though maybe DNA wise, they really are your match. Right. Yeah. In the book, they kind of premised it on. Well, the 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 story of the book anyway was about the founder of the company had submitted his DNA, and this other woman. Uh, at a coffee shop that he would frequent had submitted her DNA. Neither one of them knew each other, but every time he would go there and get coffee, he would get a little nervous with her and she would feel a tingle towards him, not even knowing who he was, what he, I mean, she knew nothing of any of this. And then when her DNA, one of her girlfriends got her to submit her DNA, uh, there it was like a soulmate, hundred percent match with him. They said anything above 60% match, you could have a viable, healthy relationship. And so you didn't okay. need to find the one that was rare. So it was like the, it was like the, whoa, like this is very rare. Our company basically is matching people if it's a 60 print, 60% and above. And very rarely okay. did they ever have like a hundred percent match. And what the drama was, is it was the owner of the company just so happened to have a hundred percent match with a woman that he had, uh, had interactions with at the coffee shop already. Anyway, then the drama ensues, you know. And so on. Right. it was pretty interesting, but yeah, wouldn't that be easy? Just submit your DNA and we'll, we'll just match you that way. <laughs> it would, but, but, you know, like I, I think about it from later on in life and having been in relationships and, you know, marriage and kids and my fifties, you know, established in my career. And I mean, there's just, you know, so much that goes into it. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you know, what if your match is, is in a different socioeconomic class than you? What if your match lives, you know, in the UK and you, you know what I mean? Right. There's right. just so much more that goes into, you know, you and Jess work well together, right? I mean, when I see it, I think this, this makes sense. You know, I, I'm not going to be the guy for Jess because I'm not going to be, I enjoy live music, but, but I'm not, you, you're a, you're kind of have that rock star persona yourself, sure. you know, and, and you guys fit together in, in that way, you know, and, and just something small like that. I mean, you know, you guys are going to connect over uh, creativity and, and things like that, because that's a big part of who you are as a person and, yeah. and who she is and, you know, and, and through her music and things like that. And, and that's going to be important for, you know, in finding someone for you like that. So again, you know, what, what this was obviously fictional. So, but, but in the end, I mean, there's just so many more things that can, uh, you know, in the, in the movie, there was a situation, you know, where uh, the girl didn't have a great relationship with her, her parents or, you know, a family or something. And I don't remember exactly, but, you know, that might be important to you. And even though this person's your DNA match, 
there may be other things that have gone on the other 40 or 50 years that you've been living that that might be, you know, uh, a blockage for that. Sure. Connection. Yeah, that's, you know, the, the, the interesting thing, Jess and I have talked quite a bit about this, that, you know, we, yeah, we had an attraction. There was a, there was a connection there when I'd met her back in 2021. Uh, we'd stayed loosely in touch over social media, you know, trying to find time to grab coffee together at some point. And, you know, it just, you know, how things are when you don't really know, I didn't know what I knew yeah. about her now. And so it, it just wasn't right. priority. And so, um, but since then, you know, it's been neat that we have similar eating habits. We have, she's real clean. Her car's real clean. I mean, she drives a, a little white car, just like, you know, real similar to my little white car and, and <laughs> okay. none of that stuff. I mean, that stuff doesn't really matter per se, yeah. but, but, but it would drive you crazy if her car was a mess. Oh my gosh, it would. Absolutely. Right. And it doesn't matter how attractive she is physically. It's going to not be something that's going to work for you long-term. Right. Yeah. And, and just her, her, um, her flexibility, because I'm I'm a flexible person. I'm not, you know, if I make plans and something changes, I, I don't get my panties in a wad about that kind of stuff. I just don't. And, you know, right. in the past, I'd been with women that were just super, super sticklers about certain things. And I'm like, man, I need a little bit more loosey goosey on some things. I mean, obviously, I, I don't right. loosey goosey with my business. I mean, there's certain things I can't be that way. But on sometimes I I just need that flexibility and she's like that at, at herself yeah. and appreciates it too. And, you know, there've been times that we've had to shift and she got a gig when we were doing something else. And, and, and I was like, you know, let's do it, you know? And so I flexed and she's like, man, you're so supportive of my, you know, of my career and what I'm doing. And she goes, I just really appreciate your supportiveness and like you said, one, I'm artsy farty. Now, everybody, every time I go to a show with her, everybody thinks I'm in the band. <laughs> I'm like, right, yeah, right. no, uh, she's the rock star. I'm just the roadie. But it's <laughs> but but we share in that creativity because I am musical. So right, so right. that there is a connection there. I I appreciate live music and you know and and she is amazing. Yeah. It's great to watch her shows and I love going to her shows and seeing her you know, shine and do her thing. It's, it's cool. It's how I met her. You know, so yeah, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. So when you think about well, there's, there's, you know, I don't know if you follow, I, I, this is going to come back to where we're talking about, but you know, I'm sure you've heard about Andrew Tate. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. have just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He's just a big influencer, kind of misogynistic. And anyways, he's, he's allegedly, you know, getting in trouble for some, some things, uh, you know, who knows if it's true or not. But it's it's brought into question, and the reason Pammy and I have done several shows on what men and women are looking for in a potential partner, and you know, like you've said, and we've already talked about one. It's very unique per person. I mean, like you just said, like you know, you wouldn't be a fit with Jessica at all, or I wouldn't be a fit with Michelle at all. Doesn't mean right. anything's wrong with Michelle or anything's wrong with Jessica or anything's wrong with me or you. Like it's just I only fit certain kinds of people, and just so happens I met her and it worked and same with you and Michelle, you know, I don't know how to explain that happens, but when I think about generalities, like what overall, like what are men looking for? I think some of my stuff, you know, might come from my religious upbringing because I, though I'm not religious now, I I've pretty much landed on, I'm an agnostic, a spiritual agnostic at this point, 
but yet I really value, you know, morality and I value, you know, goodness and grace and kindness. And, and I still go to church, you know, I still go to church every week, you know, uh, church, right, of the resurrection right. just opened a, a location over here, like walking distance, just right here in Brookside. So, you know, it's great. We, we love it. We've been going to the services. It's been a, a joy, but one of the things I really liked about Jessica, and I wonder if this is true of you, even though I guess we've had a similar upbringing or what your guy friends have said, but she was wholesome. You know, mm -hmm. she's a very wholesome, uh, modest, yeah. you know, she was raised in church. She's, she's like, I am now. She's not, I wouldn't, she, right. she loves and respects Jesus, but she's definitely not a, a kind of Christian type person. Um, but she's, you know, she came from that background. So her and I share in how we used to be too, but you know, mm -hmm. she's, she's got a, like a real wholesome side to her, a, a real purity to her. And that was super attractive to me. Um, but I, again, I don't know if that just comes from my religious upbringing or not. Do you think men value that in women? Oh, I, I absolutely do. I mean, I think I, I should say this. I mean, I know we're speaking on a podcast, so it's, you know, you never know who the listener is, but sure. it's, you know, I mean, I think of uh, our friend Jay, you know, in his situation, you know, I mean, he certainly you know, probably needs someone that's bent a little bit more toward the things that he believes. He's still somewhat spiritual, but he's certainly sure. on a different angle of spirituality than you and I are, you know, with, right. with his, his beliefs and things. But, but, but again, I mean, it, I know this sounds general, but it's in a lot of ways, it's like you, you need to think about connection more as qualitative type of traits. And I don't know, I always use the word compass settings instead of like a roadmap. You know, I yeah. think when you're young and immature, you, you look at things, whether, you know, how popular someone is or how attractive they are. And, and you measure your masculinity based on, uh, you know, if your friends find your, your choice attractive or, yeah. you know, you, you somehow become, you know, bigger as a man. And at the end of the day, I mean, men really want connection and, that's why I say I speak so generally, but, but that connection comes in someone like you said, that has a similar moral upbringing or, or, you know, has maybe a, a, a same story that you were on and path you were on, but, but still has, you know, compass settings that they live their life th on through, um, you know, th through some of the past that they've been through. So I, I mean, it's hard to say like, what do men value, but certainly men, they do value that certain level of wholesomeness that's commensurate with where they were in their story up to this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you certainly aren't going to value someone that's, uh, you know, non doesn't drink any alcohol is completely sold out to Christ. And I mean, again, that's, there's going to be some overlap between your story and their story. Right. But you guys are in much different places when it comes to religion and spirituality and, and those things, and you're not going to connect, even though both of those people are wholesome. Right. And so it, it really is yeah. kind of, you know, it really is kind of like nuanced and, and it's hard to kind of, you know, come back to put it in some sort of prescriptive way of what's going to attract you. I mean, it literally could be, uh, you know, it, the, the big, we've always said this when we've talked in the past, right? The big things, you know, going on trips and things like that. Yeah, they might create some memories, but the real day-to-day -day stuff of just w sitting down, watching TV together, or you know, uh, you know how you, the two of you interact, or how she kind of touches you and puts her hand on your leg, or 
whatever you like. I mean, you know, it could be something very small. I mean, you know, I remember there was times Michelle and I, you know, there was a time we uh, got into a big fight over going to the KU men's basketball game. And it was kind of a last minute thing. And it just turned into a crap show, you know, and I don't remember all the details, but I just remember I was angry and she was angry and we went back to her house and it was early on and I was going to spend the night and I picked up my stuff and basically said, like, if I walk out, like it was early on in the sense that it was like, this is going to turn, you know, are we going to work this out? Or am this I going to crossroad here? Like, this is the crossroads, right? You know I mean? Yeah. It was just, just stupid. Right. But, but, but it was a moment like that, that kind of, like you said, gives it the double seal, even though, you know, there's a lot of things that, that attracts you and draws you in. It's those, it's the double, it's the triple, it's the quadruple seal that keeps, you know, you coming back and thinks this is someone that I can be with for, for life. Yes. Yeah. And those things are hard to, to even, they are. No, exactly. You just hang out together. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to experience them and know it and dwell it first. So you can kind of, to figure it out and kind of think like, I know, and you've got it. You and I said this many times, right? Like all the relationships that you've had, you don't just see them as like commodities where it was like, well, it didn't work out. So you throw it away and you go buy another one. I mean, you really need to think about yourself. I mean, you know yourself in the sense of what kind of music you like, what kind of foods you like. I mean, we do all this analysis into the things that we like, but yet when it comes to relationships early on, we just don't spend that amount of time. And, Every relationship that you have, you ought to be filling out your profile. You and I've talked about the many profiles that we have, yeah. but you got to figure out what's your connection profile, you know, yeah. what's your attraction profile. And, and, you know, someone's going to come along and fit that, but all the dating experiences that you have up to that point, you're basically kind of filling that pro those profiles out so that when the one does come along, it's just like that key card, you know, you put it up to the lock and the door unlocks because it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I had told you, cause I mean, we were, we were, uh, I think doing the podcast during this time. Um, but you know, I, I was of course dating around a lot, a lot of coffees, but I would say once yeah. I kind of changed my mindset and really started going, okay, just taking this more serious and, and not just having fun. It, my last four relationships were like the healthiest relationships I had had that, that really led me, like I was getting closer and closer to quote unquote, the one it was, right. you know, and, and no mention, I won't mention names, but you know, you, you knew, you met them, you yeah. know, some of those that I was dating yeah. that were like, I could see this Timmy and I could see this. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we'll see, you know, we got to see yeah. how emotionally mature they are. I got to see if we're a match. Uh, it doesn't mean that any of them were at all bad. They'll be good for somebody. It just, they weren't a good yeah. fit for yeah. me. And right. it, it, that's when I really knew that I was kind of had my head score, you know, screwed on straight. Like that's when I knew, okay, these are my, the breakups were even better. You know, it was like I, the, the end of the relationship was super healthy. I'm friends with these people still. Right. Right. I really do like the, I like the, the, you know, term profile because, but, you know, I think someone you need to, you know, maybe it's laid out in the sense of, you know, what's your what's your entertainment profile? What's your connection profile? What's your, um, you know, your eating profile? You know, those are all profiles that that we have that we're kind of developing over time because any one of those could be off. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a connection because, I mean, you know, there's just some relationships that you're out there. And you're just like, 
how in the world do these people connect? And of course, you don't know them. You're just watching them from afar. But sure. I mean, it, you and I both know that people connect and, and, and there's, you know, some people are together and, and they aren't really connected, but they stay together because of, you know, the, the religion or something. And there's other people that really do have a connection. And it's really those people that have the connection that you really want to do, but be like, but those are the people that have really kind of developed their profiles over the years. And then they found somebody that fits well with them. And I'll tell you, man, uh, Lance, one of the things uh, I'm sure you've thought about this, but you know, like my, my ex and, and, you know, even thinking about your ex, it's like, there mm-hmm. was a connection, you know, in my 20, in our twenties, what right. we connected on, it was real. It was genuine. I mean, you know, all intents and purposes, it was a wonderful relationship, you know, I, uh, but for once there's so many different factors, but I don't know if it was just as how much you changed from 20 to, to, to 50, right. you know, if that, that alone, but some of the, some of the, that's man, Lance, some of that profile stuff. That's so fascinating. I wish I could, I wish I had the words to kind of unpack what I'm saying, but it's, it's like the, the connection that I have with Jessica is so profound and so deep mm-hmm. and so so different it's so mature compared to anything that i've ever experienced it's it's just so it it really does baffle me i'm i sometimes wake up and think wow like i feel very lucky to have you know stumbled across someone that i not only am attracted to but there's a deep connection and we're very compatible in similarities yeah. and just there's so many things that it just fascinates me. And then when I think about, mm-hmm. you know, my ex there, there, we, we didn't, there were so many things that we weren't, <laughs> you know, compatible on right. uh, and that our profile, there you go. Our profiles didn't fit. And, but you know, she's a good person. I'm a good person. We were religious. So, you know, we were making it work, but it was, right. it wasn't easy not that it was like a drudgery, but it wasn't, it okay. wasn't that it was easy, but it was, I mean, the first, you know, my, my, my ex, it was, we just weren't super compatible and yeah. our profiles didn't match up. And and her and I, we actually had coffee not too long ago, a little late, late last year. And it was kind of a, I don't know. I think, you know, she, she was getting ready to move to Phoenix, Arizona. And I think she just wanted to have a sit down kind of open-hearted talk with me. Um, and, and basically she had come to the same conclusion that I had that, you know, that it was just a book that came to the end. It was just, the book was complete. You know, we spent 25 right. years together. It was a, it was a great run and it, it, that ended and, and it's, and it's good. <laughs> it's like, she yeah. needs to move on and find someone that's fits her profile. And I need to, you know, move on and find someone that fits my profile. And, you know, by the grace of God or the universe or whatever the fuck's out there, you know, I stumbled upon someone that just fits my profile to a T and luckily, right. She also feels I fit her profile to a T and we both are just very thankful. Um, but you know, I don't know. That's that's one of the reasons I always like to ask couples when they, when I meet them, you know, and, you know, I, you know, I, I, I always, I, you know, you can tell someone's in a relationship and it seems like it's somewhat good. You know, I like to ask them just like, what are the connecting points that you guys have together? Because at the end of the day, I mean, that's really what the relationship is made up on. I mean, think about all the times that, 
that you have together that are just the normal day to days going out to eat or how you manage your money or whatever. But I mean, you know, there's, you know, you should be able to somewhat codify on my mind, you know, the, the, the ways that you connect with your partner in some ways. And I don't think a lot of people can do that, but I always think that's a, an interesting question because people are usually together. There's, if there, if there is something that's invigorating going on or profound, like, you know, you were saying, there's usually a pretty strong connection there in some way, you know, whether that's through entertainment or, or whatever the case may be, but they have something that they, that they really connect on because that's at the end of the day, like what draws you together? I mean, yeah, you're right. There's going to be attraction and things like that, but all that fits into your attraction profile. Right. I like that word, Lance. I never really thought of it like that. That even might be a, a, a way to devise if, you know, if you're doing online dating, especially if it's like a match type profile where you have more, you know, right. you can fill out more information. Yeah. What's your attraction profile? What's your, how, how, like, how do you live profile? Your cleanliness profile, your yeah. entertainment yeah. How profile. How do you connect? Yeah. How do you connect profile? I mean, you know, like me, I have to have, I, I like to talk and, and, you know, Michelle's a great listener and, and I'm a man of many words. So I've got, a lot of ideas coming out of my mouth. She's very good at kind of like seeing through them and synthesizing them, you know, and it's like, and you know, if, if, if you got to have, you know, that that's how I connect in some ways, you know, if right. someone wasn't really a talker or wasn't a thinker about some of the more deeper things of life or, you know, some of the more esoteric things of, you know, I, I come up with, I mean, you know, I might not connect with them as well. And so, you know, it can be just really subtle things like that. If you're, someone's a little bit more, nerdy or techie bent, you know, and the other person's not at all, it's going to be tough going, you know, for some conversations and things like that, because, you know, you, you may be able to have dinner together and, and all that, but, but, you know, can you go on a road trip together and be in the car for, you know, five, six hours together and, and come out and think, you know, this is someone I want to spend a lot of time together with, you know, yeah. because it, it's just, you're with that person a lot, you know, it's why I think it's always good to kind of travel together early on. It's a good litmus test. Oh, we, we, uh, yeah. I mean, I have said it all the time. I said, I don't know if this is original with Lance, but I said, I'm giving Lance the credit for it, but spending, <laughs> spending a year with someone, you know, going through all the seasons and, you know, we talked about road trips, which, you know, I took a 25 hour road trip in my little, my little Lexus hatchback car with, with Jessica and L, you know, my, my palm uh-huh. and, yeah. and man, again, just another situation where I just like, I was already so sure. Obviously, I've already proposed. I'm, I'm going to marry this woman. After that road trip, I was like, "Man, I I I did a good thing here." <laughs> you know, we yeah. just we yeah. got along so great. Sim- we travel real similar. We even you'll even laugh at laugh at this because you're like Timmy, you're, you're acting like you're teenagers. Well, part of the drive, I was like, you know, we could pull over and get a hotel, but we could just pull over in a park because the weather was perfect. I was like, we could just pull over and in a parking lot, crack all the windows and, you know, knock out about four or five hours of sleep and then get up and just keep driving, which is what I wanted to do. But I was willing to, you know, whatever would work for uh-huh. her. And she was like, no, nah, let's just sleep in the car. <laughs> so we, we did, man. We just, we slept, awesome. pulled over, slept for about four or five hours, you know, went to a Walmart and used the restroom, splashed water on her face, freshened ourselves up and, and hit, went to right. Chick-fil-A, got breakfast and hit the road. <laughs> that's awesome. And and she See, just was a trooper about it. And that fits your, that's your, coming back to profiles, you know, I don't know if it's your financial profile or economic profile, probably better work for yeah. it, you know, how, how does a person use 
resources that are limited. You know, you you like to spend money on on big things. There's other things that you don't like. That doesn't surprise me. You say that because that fits right with you. you yeah, <laughs> I got a, another buddy of mine's the same way. I mean, you know, he bought his wife a an amazing wedding and engagement ring, but. But, you know, he's the first guy that just, you know, he'll use a coupon or, you know, so it's just, you know, that's his economic profile. Right. So, I mean, you know, there's that you have to be able to kind of match up even on those types of things. You know, Jess was like, no, I'm not spending time in the car. Right. And no, I'm not even going to spend time in a Marriott Courtyard or Holiday Express. We need to go to a, a Hyatt or something. You know, you're you and I've talked about it. It's like that's not going to work. For no, Gibson, you know, and so, <laughs> would not. you know, those are just little things like that. And they make a difference in the end. Yeah. So there's a couple other things. Um, one, and then I, at the very end, when you got to go here in a minute, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you some rapid fire. Yeah, I got about eight minutes. Okay. Minutes. Well, let me ask you this then. So I appreciate your time. Let me ask you a few questions, rapid fire questions. Uh, what book have you read recently or you are reading now that you would um, recommend? Man, that's a good question. Um, I haven't uh started well i've got two books going and i just barely cracked them so i don't have a lot to say about them but one was called letting go i can't remember what the guy's name is though but it's been brought up numerous times but but just about i think coming back to that kind of buddhist principle of of not being attached to something i needed to read it more that that's one but it's been recommended from on a lot of different levels you know i think it's been on the tim ferris show i've heard people in the stock uh, world mention it, you know, but it has something about just not being attached to the results and I'll dig into it more and, and have more for you at another time. The other, the other one that I'm reading is by, um, gosh, I can't think of the guy's name right now, but he's a Harvard. I think it's anyway, I'll miss it, but it's basically, it's called good arguments. And again, uh, he, he's a Harvard champion de- uh, debate champion. And, and he basically kind of walks through a little bit of just what is, how does it, what's a good argument? How is it constructed? And I love things like that because, um, you know, he, he breaks it down into what makes a good debate or argument in the end. And, and I haven't read a ton on, on psychological behavior and that kind of thing uh, a lot. You know, I like to read a lot on, on stocks and stuff like that, but haven't even really read a lot even on that. Then, and uh, not hitting the books like I should probably. Yeah. Well, Lance, I appreciate your time. We're going to have to, I don't know what, what, I mean, we can talk about this offline too, but I would love to have you on the show uh, a few times at least uh, for 2023. I, I, as soon as we start oh, talking, yeah. I'm just like, gosh, I miss talking to you because I there's I so to. much. Like I literally want to ask you, let's talk about politics. Let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about like, literally <laughs> let's talk about trans. Let's like, I literally just want to like, let's open up the fucking yeah. can of worms. So anyway, but uh, I'll, I'll hit you up uh, obviously privately and we'll, we'll figure out a time to, to get you on. Maybe we can do at least a few this year at bare minimum. All right. All right, man. Well, I love you, buddy. I love I you too. Just uh, seeing you and excited uh, for all the things that are happening. And yeah, let's let's definitely get back in the studio together. We'll get we'll get our boy Steve Janky in there. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, see you, brother. Right, brother. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye.